Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you for this day. We give you glory, Father. We bow down in your presence, O God, and we give you all the glory that you deserve. We bless your holy name, Jehovah. Father, we thank you for this segment. We thank you for this platform. We thank you, O Lord, that your people will be listening to your word of God. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you have given us, O God, to begin a series on the teachings of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, because your people will be listening and they will be receiving your word and your word will be touching and changing their lives in the name that is above any other name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, uh, greetings brothers, greetings sisters, greetings brethren, wherever you are in the world. I am the latter day preacher. Well, this is the day that we've talked about. It is a Monday. It is a Monday. And today, on this Monday, the 14th of September, it is that Monday where we are focusing on the series of, of, of on the new series. This is the beginning of the series, a 10 um, episode series where we'll be focusing on the teachings of Jesus Christ praise mighty jesus i hope you are well where you are because i feel blessed it is a new um it is a, a new week i feel that something new is about to happen is about to happen in my life and in your life i am the latter day preacher i come from south africa to bring you this series on jesus christ teaching well as 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 everything else, we need to introduce this Jesus, but we will not go deep into the intro, into the intro, because we are focusing on the teaching, on his sayings or on his teachings. In other words, we are focusing on his doctrine. So we are not um, basically going deep in his intro, praise God, because I think that a lot of people are all around the world have been introduced to him they know him they know him even those who are not born again yet but they know him or they know about him so they they they, they have um um knowledge of jesus praise mighty jesus so let us go now we are going on the uh, on uh, on matthew chapter one um let's talk a bit about who jesus is where he comes from you know, um, the, let's talk about the birth of Jesus, for example. So, we chapter 1, verse 18, we are introduced to the birth of Jesus. So, the Bible says, this was how the birth of Jesus took place. His mother, Mary, was engaged to Joseph. But before they were married, she found out that she was, she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. But verse 19 says, Joseph was a man who always did what was right, but he did not want to disgrace Mary publicly. So he made plans to break the engagement privately. So we are here introduced to Jesus, to Jesus, to, to Jesus and Mary and Joseph. Mary being the mother or being the vessel, if you put it, that was used by God so, so that Jesus can be, will be conceived and then uh joseph being the man who will pay who will play the part of being a father to jesus praise mighty jesus even though biologically jesus was not his because the seed that conceived jesus is the seed of god because jesus was conceived through the holy spirit of the living god in other words his pregnancy, Mary's pregnancy was a divine. It was not because of a man. It was not because a man and a woman have made, have met and, and, and the seed of a man um, created Jesus. Or through the seed of a man, Jesus was formed. No, it's not like that. As everybody knows that Jesus is God. But this, um, Joseph found out that Remember, Joseph and Mary were not yet married, but they were about to be married. The Bible says they were engaged. They were engaged. But um, Joseph was about to call it quits because you cannot just find your woman pregnant and be, you know, the woman that you are about to marry pregnant 
and 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 and, and be fine with it so the bible says that um uh, praise mighty jesus the bible says that joseph was about to do uh, to call it quits in the relationship but he 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 wanted to do it privately because he was a good man the bible describes him as a good man who was always doing what was right praise god that is why god chose him to play part to be to play a father figure part in jesus growing up praise mighty jesus hallelujah so but the angel the bible says appeared to joseph so and explained everything to him hallelujah but then even jesus even before he was born jesus even before he was born he already had an enemy an enemy which was the king an enemy which was the king in other words the devil was using king herod to ex- to to terminate the pregnancy of mary or to kill the baby boy that we call jesus when jesus was a baby boy to kill the, the child because the devil already knew praise god that jesus the savior the savior of the world was about to be born but those things did not happen because god always has the final say in every situation so in verse 13 we find jesus now we find now joseph and mary about to escape from 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 where jesus was born to to egypt praise god verse 13 says verse 13 chapter 2 says after they had left an angel of the lord appeared in a dream to joseph and said herod will be looking for the child in order to kill him so get up take the child and his mother and escape to egypt and stay there until i tell you to leave that is exactly what joseph did and mary they took the child baby jesus and and, and they ran to 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 hide in egypt praise god and then they returned when herod died hallelujah praise god because in in uh in verse 19 um we, we, the bible says after herod died an angel of the lord appeared in a dream to joseph in egypt so verse 20 says and said get up take the child and his mother and go back to the land of israel because those who tried to kill the child are dead so joseph got up and took the child and his mother and went back to israel praise mighty jesus and then we have to we have to talk about this on now on chapter 13 on the gospel of matthew on praise god i mean chapter 3 chapter 3 the third chapter now we are introduced here to to john to john to a man by the name of john John the Baptist John the Baptist let us read a bit about what the bible says about this man and why he is important praise mighty jesus so the bible says at that time John the Baptist came to the desert of Judea and started preaching verse 2 says turn away from your sins he said because the kingdom of heaven is near And then verse 3 says John was the man the prophet Isaiah was talking about when he said someone is shouting in the desert prepare a road for the Lord make a straight path for him to travel so in other words Jesus John the Baptist is the man that was called by God to prepare the way for Jesus to preach the gospel of repentance or in other words to call people into repentance praise mighty jesus baptizing them praise mighty jesus in water or by water hallelujah so john is very important because jesus called him the greatest the greatest the greatest prophet of them all he said there is no greater prophet that John the Baptist praise mighty Jesus hallelujah then we are continuing we are here 
we, 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 now we encounter chapter 3, verse 13. That is where Jesus now is being baptized, baptized by the same John, baptized by water. Praise mighty Jesus. So the Bible says, at that time Jesus arrived from Galilee and came to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. Verse 14 says, but John tried to make him change his mind. I ought to be baptized by you, John said, and yet you have come to baptize me. So verse 15 says, But Jesus answered him, Let it be so for now, for in this way we shall do all that God requires. So John agreed. Verse 16 says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water, then heaven was opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and aligning him, alighting him on him. Verse 17, Then a voice said from heaven, This is my own dear son, with whom I am pleased. Praise God. Hallelujah. So now, we, we, we've talked about Jesus how he was conceived, where he was born in Galilee. His father, his earthly father, um, Joseph, his earthly mother, uh, Mary. We, we, we talked about them. We talked about him being baptized, baptized by John, being baptized. We talk about him in chapter 14 now. Let's talk about him being temptation because even him, he was not exempted from temptation. So who, are, who, who am I to, to even complain about temptation when, 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 when even the Son of God, the firstborn in the kingdom of God, was, was tempted by the devil? Praise mighty Jesus. But all in all, the devil did not succeed because you cannot tempt God. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So the first place that Jesus began his work we, we need to, to, to know this. The first place that Jesus began his work. In other words, this is the first time that his, he, he, his ministry began. Praise mighty Jesus. It was in, in Galilee. So where do, you le where, where do we learn about this? In chapter 4, verse 12. That's where we learn about this. Jesus begins his work in Galilee. So the Bible says in verse 12 here, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he went away to Galilee. Verse 13, he did not stay in Nazareth, but went to live in Capernaum, but went to live in Capernaum, but went to live in Capernaum, a town by Lake Galilee in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali. So, verse 14 says, This was done to make what, what the prophet Isaiah had, laid, had, had, said, had said come true. So, had said come true. Verse 15 says, Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, on the road to the sea, on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee, land of the Gentiles. Verse 16, The people who live in darkness will see a great light. On those who live on the, in the dark land of death, the light will shine. Verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach his message. Turn away from sins because the kingdom of heaven is near. That is when the, the, the ministry of Jesus began. And I, at, at this time he was about 30 years old. A young man, he was about 30 years old. Praise mighty Jesus. This is where his ministry began. This is where he started to preach the message of God, the message of good news, telling people to turn away from their sins because the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. We give glory to God for his word, brothers. I hope you are still with me. I hope you are still with me. Remember, verse 18 now, Jesus calls four fishermen. Now Jesus has just started his ministry. 
What did he need now? He needed disciples. Praise God. He needed disciples. Now, in verse 18 says, As Jesus walked along the shore of Lake Galilee, where this is where he began his ministry. This is where he begins now to preach the word of God. Then the Bible says he was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee. He saw two brothers who were fishermen. He saw two brothers who were fishermen. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew catching fish in the lake with a net. Uh, this is the same Peter, Simon Peter, who, who will go on become one of the most um, important or prominent, if I might put it like that, or a speaker of the apostles, um, very prominent, him and, and, and Apostle Paul. I'm not saying others were not, but these ones, um, were they were, were they at the forefront of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Praise God! Because I'm not going to say they were used more. No, 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 no. It's just that they were more vocal. They were more. They were upfront. If I, I can just put it like that, in in, in 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 the simple English that I understand. Praise God! So Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, catching fish in the lake with a net. So verse 19 says, Jesus said to them. Come with me and I will teach you to catch men. In other words, follow me. I will teach you how to be fishermen of men. I will teach you how to catch men. At once they left their nets and, and went with him. What I like about how Jesus was calling um, his disciples, you know, something that we need to understand today as, as the church is that that is that God calls who he wants to call and God mostly calls ordinary men, men who are not educated at all because you don't need education when you're called by God. You don't need education. We have our helper. We have our counselor. We have our comforter. We have the Holy Spirit that reveals the truth to us. So these men were ordinary men, fishermen, men of no education at all. In other words, men from humble beginnings. I, I like that. I like that. Praise God. I like that. I like that. Praise mighty Jesus. And the, the point number two, what I like about this situation is that none of these men complained or, or even uh, 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 refused, you know. They just immediately, you know, when he said, come, follow me, I will, I will make you fishermen of men. They did not say, no, we don't know you, you know. They just obeyed and, and, and they walked with Jesus. So verse 21, he went on and saw two other brothers, James, James and John. James and John. James and John. John is the same John that wrote the book of Revelations. The John, they call him the Revelator. Praise mighty Jesus. One of the prominent, him too, one of the prominent um, um, apostles. So the sons of Zebedee, they were in their boat with their father Zebedee, getting their nets ready, Jesus called them. So verse 22 says, And at once they left the boat and their father and went with him. That is why Jesus once said, he once said that if you are not ready to, to, to leave behind everything that you know, you know, even your family, you know, if, you, if you're not ready to deny your family, to deny your, your, your country, where you come from, or your environment, your, your mother, you, you cannot, you know, you're not ready to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because when you follow Jesus Christ, you follow him. You fix your eyes on him. You don't say, uh, but what about my wife? What, what about my kids? When Jesus calls you, you obey and you do what he says you must do. So that, that, this is an, a, a perfect example of such an instance. So here, praise mighty Jesus. Now Jesus is about to teach. Now, verse 23 says, Jesus preaches 
and heals. Jesus teaches, preaches, and heals. Hallelujah. So, it's verse 23 now. So, let us just um, read this intro here. So, Jesus went all over Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching for the good news, teaching the good news about the kingdom, and healing people who had all kinds, uh, who all kinds of disease and sicknesses. So, verse 24 says, The news about him spread through the whole country of Syria, so that people brought to him all those who were sick, suffering from all kinds of diseases and disorders, people with demons and epileptics and, paras- uh, and paralytics, and, and Jesus healed them all. So, verse 25 says, Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the ten towns from Jerusalem, Judea, and the land on the other side of the Jordan. Praise mighty Jesus. Now we are going to, 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 to why we are here. Hallelujah. Now we are, going, we are getting to why we are here in chapter 5. Now we've introduced Jesus to you. We've told you the journey up until this point. Now where he's about to, to, to teach his first sermon. He's about to teach on the mount. He's about to teach the sermon on the mount. Chapter 5, the gospel of Matthew. That's where you find it. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. But let me tell you what I'm going to do. I am going straight to verse 13. Praise God. So let me just um, read this intro here. Jesus saw the trials and went up a hill. Where he sat down, his disciples gathered around him. And he began to teach them. Praise God. Oh yes. This is where we are now. Now let's begin. Let's let's begin the teaching uh, of Jesus. Let's begin the teaching of Jesus. We're going to skip uh, verse 1 until verse 12. Praise God. So we are going straight to, <clears throat> sorry, to verse 13. 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 And then Jesus, here on verse 13, he's talking about salt and light. Salt and light. Salt and light. Salt and light. And then before we even go there, before we even read the scripture, so everybody knows salt, knows that it, salt brings taste to food. Food without salt, it's not really tasty. If you're going to cook, you need salt for that food, to, for, 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 for that food to, to taste yummy or delicious. You see, you need salt. So every house anywhere in the world has salt praise mighty Jesus because without salt then the food the food will be tasteless praise God so there's no joy in the food so light we know light light is day basically day or light is the opposite of darkness in other words in darkness when it's dark, really dark, you know, you cannot. If you are from Africa and from the villages, in, 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 even here in South Africa, villages here, most of them, they don't have lights, like street lights. So you have to be very careful when you walk during the night. Anything can happen to you. You might fall, you might get into a ditch <laughs> because it is dark. That is why people are, who are insane are called people who are in darkness. They are called people in darkness. Then light, when there are street lights where you live, 
where there are street lights where you live, then you, 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 you see the ditch, then you feel safe, you can see the road clearly, you see people who are coming, um, approaching you, whereas in the dark you don't know who's approaching you. It could be an, a lion and you wouldn't see it. Praise mighty Jesus. So light is very important. Light is very important. So Jesus now is teaching about salt and light. Verse 13 says, You are like salt for all mankind. But if salt loses its saltiness, there is no way to make it salty again. You are like salt. So Jesus is likening us, who's us, the body of Christ, his followers, his believers, the people who believe in him, the people who believe in his gospel, the people who believe in his teachings. He calls us the salt of the world, the salt of the world. The world as it is, it is like food without salt. There is no taste. The only time that the, the, the world has taste, praise mighty Jesus, it's when the word of God is preached. It's when Jesus Christ is introduced to those who don't know him. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So he says here, but the salt, when it loses saltness, when it, when it loses its saltness, then there is no way to make it salty again. So in other words, when you lose or, or, or you were believing before, now you are disbelieving or you no longer believe or you have turned from the, from, from, from the gospel which was preached to you. In other words, you are like a salt who once had taste but now you are saltless you are you are tasteless or you cannot regain your salt again so it has become worthless so it is thrown out and people tramp on it so at verse 14 you are light from the whole world a city built on a hill cannot be hidden a city built on a hill cannot be city, cannot be hidden. You are light for the whole world. You are light with the whole world. In other words, as the Bible says in the book of John, that Jesus is light, light to the world. So he was sent, you know, to bring light into this world. In this world, even though it's daytime, the majority of the people of this world are still in darkness. It is dark to them. Only those who are born again, only those who have encountered Jesus Christ know the light. So those who are born again will understand what I'm talking about. Those who are not yet born again or who don't know God yet, praise mighty Jesus, then they are in the darkness. They are in the night darkness. They need the light. They need the light of God. And there's only one light, and that is Jesus Christ. So, verse 15 says, No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. No one lights a lamp. Instead, he puts it on the lampstand where it gives light for everyone in their house. That is how we are supposed to be as Christian, as children of God. You don't have to be a pastor to be a light to the world or to bring the light. When you go to your neighbor and you know that your neighbors, your neighbors don't know God, find a skillful way or a wise way to introduce Jesus Christ. In, in doing so, you are bringing them light. Even though the electrical lights are on where they live, but they are still in the darkness because the true light of the world is Jesus Christ. So the moment you introduce Jesus Christ into their lives, into their lives, then they begin. And now the veil of darkness is removed and now they know what is light. They know the true light. They get to know the true light. That is Jesus Christ. So we cannot be hidden as children of God. We cannot be hidden as children of God and a lampstand. We are a lampstand that is lighting the whole universe. So we cannot be hidden. Praise mighty Jesus. So verse 16 says, in the same way, 
Your light must shine before people so they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. In other words, when your light shines before people, you are different from the people of this world. You do things differently because you know the light, because you are a child of the light, because you are a born-again Christian. So you don't do things as they do. You don't attend the same parties that they attend. You don't go to the nightclub that they go to. When they go to the nightclubs, you go to a prayer meeting. Praise mighty Jesus. When they go to a tavern, you go to church. Praise mighty Jesus. When they go and do a ceremony for ancestors or whatever it is, you go to your brothers with your with your with your brothers and sisters in church and with your all those that you fellowship with and you go and praise God. You do things differently. If they drink, you are always sober. When they smoke, you don't smoke because you respect, you keep this body, which is the temple of God, pure. So you show the world now and you are showing the world now that you are different from them. That even though you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. That is what you are showing as a child of light. Praise mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise mighty Jesus. Uh, one thing, brothers, that we must understand, brothers and sisters, is that uh, as I'm teaching, I will be skipping. Maybe you will, you will, the, you will, you will hear me mentioning verse 19, and then the, the next verse will be verse 21, or the next chapter. It's because I cannot um, teach or focus or read the whole teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, in in, in 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 one episode, or teach them in one episode, but I teach as the Holy Spirit leads me. It's not something that I plan, but if the Holy Spirit say teach about this, talk about this, then that is where I'm going. Praise mighty Jesus. That is where I'm going. Praise mighty Jesus. Now let's talk about when Jesus was teaching about anger now praise god so verse 21 that is where we, we we are encountering now jesus teaching about anger hallelujah after anger we are going to talk about revenge because these are all the teachings of jesus christ as i've said that we are on the series about the teachings of Jesus Christ. It is a 10 episode series. So bear with me. Come with me on this journey. Let's let, 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 let's get to know more about the teachings of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Are you blessed? I am blessed, brothers. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So teaching about anger, verse 21. You have heard that people were told in the past, do not commit murder. Anyone who does, who does will be brought to trial. Verse 22. But how, but now I tell you, whoever is angry with his brother will be brought to trial. Whoever calls his brother, you good for nothing, will be brought before the council and whoever calls his brother a worthless fool will be in danger of going to the fire of hell praise mighty jesus so jesus here is saying you have heard that the people were told in the past do not commit murder do not commit murder so they were not told you see the law of moses says do not commit murder. But the law of Moses does not say, do not, do not be angry. Do not harbor anger in your heart. In, in, in other words, 
in other ways. So Jesus Christ is saying now, so if you commit anger, they used to say you will be brought to trial. But Jesus is saying, if you commit, if you are angry now, but now I tell you, whoever is angry with his brother will be brought to trial. Whoever calls his brother, you good for nothing, will be brought to trial. Because Jesus realized, he knows that we commit murders, we say things because we are angry. So God is not easily angered. So we have to be like him. We have to be like him. We cannot act, we cannot act out of character. Because God is saying to us as his children of God, I want my people to be like me. I want my people to be like him. I want my people to be like me. If God is not easily angered, then that is what that is how we should be. That is how we should be. That is that is why the Bible says that if we have if we have sinned, we if we have sinned, we must confess our sins. We must con so that God will forgive us. So anger and bitterness is one of those sins. If you are angry towards someone, if you, if you have anger towards your father because he used to abuse you, or your mother because she left you, or your sister, or your brother, or, or you are jealous, anger, bitterness, if, if your heart harbors those things, you have sinned before God, and you need to repent. You have to repent. Anger is a sin. Bitterness is a sin. Jealousy is a sin. So if your heart harbors one of those things, that's why Jesus here was teaching about anger. About anger. Even though we know that it is wrong to kill. But, Jesus, but when we say do not kill, we are only addressing the symptom of the problem. So the main problem here is anger. What made me to kill? Because nobody just wakes up and takes a knife or a, or, or a gun and shoots someone just for fun. Something must, must have angered you. It's understandable if it was self-defense. Praise God. But you can't just wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going to kill this one. Just, just for fun. Because I feel like it. No. It's anger that you are harboring inside of you. And it is, it, is, it is a sin. So you need to pray, repent, and confess your sins. And ask God to help you heal. Because you need to heal. Because some of us walk around with anger. Anger that we've been harboring for how many years? For 20 years you've been angry. And your father is no longer alive. But you are still angry at him. Even if he's alive. Now you are in Christ. In Christ, we forgive. It is not something that, we, it is not something that we that you are asked to do, but it's something that you are commanded to do. Forgive, remove anger, because anger leads to you cursing people, calling people names. Anger leads to you killing people, abusing people, beating people, doing all sorts of wicked things towards other people. Praise mighty Jesus. So that is why Jesus was teaching about this anger. So verse 23 says, So if you are about to fire them, if you are about to offer gift to God at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, verse 22 says, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go at once and make peace with your brother and then come back and offer your gift to God. And many people are guilty of these people. These are actions of anger. And many people are guilty of this. Many people are guilty of this. You wake up on a Sunday morning. You are preparing to go to work. You have a fight with your husband or with your wife. You go to church and you get to church. You worship, you worship. It says time for forgiving or for offering. You go because you don't read your word. You know, the biggest mistake is that we don't study the word of God. So we don't know what we should do. 
or the churches that we attend do not teach you the right doctrine of the living God. They do not teach you the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you are lost. You don't know. You go and you offer while you are harboring anger or bitterness towards someone. Your heart has to be light, to be clear. Your heart must be at peace. So do not go or leave your house without solving whatever argument you had with your wife, with your sister, with your child, with whoever you were fighting with. Even if it's something that happened yesterday. Wake up today, talk about it, forgive each other, and then go to church. And then you can give freely. Praise mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus is saying here. And people, they don't do that. And one of the reasons why they don't do this is because they don't know. You know, they lack knowledge. That is why the Bible says that we perish because we lack knowledge. And where do we find knowledge? We find knowledge in the book that we called the Bible, the Holy Bible. We find knowledge in the manual that we call the Holy Bible. So that is why it is important for you and me to study the Word of God for ourselves, for our own salvation, so that we will know what is expected of us. Hallelujah. So verse 25 says, If someone brings a lawsuit against you and takes you to court, settle the dispute with him while there is time before you get to court. Once you are there, he will hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to the police and you will be put in jail. So verse 26, there you will stay, I tell you, until you pay the last penny of your fine. So in other words, it's very important to ask for forgiveness. Instead of walking around angry because someone went to the police station and reported you, of course, no one would go to, to just go to a police station and report you for a crime you didn't do unless that person was a wicked person. Of course, we've got cases of women who claim that I was raped or this happened, and that, but that is not true. And that when, 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 when they find out, when the police finds out, out that is not true, what do we do then? Because we have some, but those cases are not common. No one would just wake up one day and go to a police station and say, he beat me up. But there is no evidence to show that you've been beaten up. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise mighty Jesus. So that is why it's very important to ask for forgiveness. Remove your pride. Remove your pride. Ask for forgiveness or else you'll be walking around with anger. And anger is a sin. You need to get rid of it. Hallelujah. Praise mighty Jesus. Well, um, let's go to, 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 to adultery now. And this is the uh, 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 last teaching for today. Um, and then episode 2 will begin tomorrow. Again, we are continuing tomorrow with the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I am teaching as the Holy Spirit is leading me. Please. I am teaching as the Holy Spirit is leading me. Praise mighty Jesus. So I have talked to you about salt and light. I have talked to you as Jesus was teaching on the mount. He taught about salt and light. He taught about teach. He taught about. I've told today. I, I, I've talked about anger, and now I'm talking about adultery. Very important. Hallelujah. Because these are the teachings or sayings of Jesus Christ. And if we don't talk about these things, if we don't preach about these things, if we don't teach about these things, then of what are we teaching? What gospel are we teaching? If we are not teaching, we're not teaching, talking about anger. If you are not teaching about adultery, what gospel are we teaching then? How are people are supposed to learn? Praise mighty Jesus. 
Verse 27. Teaching about adultery. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. Do not commit adultery. Verse 28. But now I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman and wants to possess her is guilty of committing adultery with her in his heart. Verse 29. So if your right eye causes you to sin, take it out and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose a part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell. So Jesus is, is, is teaching about um, the dangers of, of, of fornication or, or of lust, like sexual lust. So he's saying here, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. Do not commit adultery. In, in other words, people, people already know that it is wrong to, to, to go out of your marriage and sleep with another woman or another man. It is a sin. Praise God. But in 20, but a, verse 28 says, But now I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman and wants to possess her is guilty of committing adultery with her in his heart. Praise God. Praise God. Just by a look and the lasting over that woman, you are guilty. Uh, I must be honest, uh, I used to do that a lot. Mm, then I would look at uh, another woman and find her uh, uh, very attractive and I would want her, you know, even though, you know, because my excuse was that I did not take any action. I did not actually go and told her that I wanted her, but I know, when you know, you know, you know that you wanted her. Then I, as, as, I, as I began to read the word and, and as, as God was talking to me and my wife and he was teaching us all these things and then, and, and then I realized that, you know, just by thinking about it, just by thinking about it, those thoughts are thoughts of the devil. Those thoughts are thoughts of the, the thoughts of lust, the thoughts of wanting somebody else when you have a woman in your life, when you are deeply in love, and then lusting over somebody else's woman. That is a sin. And that kind of a thought does not come from God. That kind of a thought comes from the devil. So you have to pray against it. You have to get a pray against the spirit of lust. So as I pray, I began to pray. Now I look at a woman and I say, wow, she's beautiful. That's it. She's beautiful. That's it. She's beautiful. That's it. For I believe that all women are beautiful. Praise God. Praise mighty Jesus. So it is a sin to even want her. If it is a sin to even think about her. Those kind of thoughts must not be in your heart. Because that is where the Holy Spirit resides. Those kind of thoughts must not be in your heart. Pray against them. That is the spirit of lust. That is the spirit of God. Because everything, every action started by being a thought. You know, it was a thought before it was an action. Even if you kill someone today, in most cases, you think about it before you do it. It comes to you as a thought. And the devil whispers to you, if you do this, you can get away with it. If you do that, you can get away with it. And if you allow that voice of the devil to speak to you and you put it into action, then you have sinned, obviously. Just by thinking about it, you have sinned. So you must pray against it. Praise mighty Jesus. So this is now, we're talking about adultery here. Without even doing it, no, the, the actual thing. But just by thinking about it, but just by looking at a man, you know, differently and looking at a woman and, and, and wanting her, you know, you are guilty of committing adultery. That is what the Bible says. 
That is what the Bible says. And God does not lie. That is what the Bible says. And who, are, who am I to argue with the word of God? No, I cannot argue with the word of God. So verse 29 says, If your right eye causes you to sin, take it out and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose a part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell. So I am saying to you right now, it is better for you to pray. If you have a wandering eye, pray. If your left eye is wandering or your left hand is wandering, pray. If you like to touch, pray. Because that is a very dangerous spirit that is in you. The spirit of lust and it is not of God, it is of the devil. Those things that lead us to commit adultery, those things lead us into fornication, those things lead us into sexual immorality. So you have to pray against those things. Hallelujah. Mighty Jesus. Praise God. Praise mighty Jesus. So verse 30 says, If your right eye, if your right hand causes you to sin, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is much better for you to lose one of your limbs than for your whole body to go to hell. In other words, if you don't stop your adultery, then you will go to hell. If you don't stop or if you don't pray, pray hard against the spirit of lust, pray hard against the spirit that makes you to want other people makes you to commit adultery, makes you to commit sexual immorality. Pray, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, die from flesh. Or else, there is a hell for people like you. And that is the truth of the matter. It is not me who says it, but the word of God. Praise mighty Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, that's it for today. Let us pray. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you have given us to share, Father, your word, to share your word, to share your word, O oh God. Father, I pray that those who will receive this word, O oh God, must not only receive it, but must do it. We must be doers of the word as the Bible says. Father, I thank you. I glorify you. I magnify you. I bless your name in the name that is above any other name. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I am the latter day preacher coming all the way from South Africa. This is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God. We are continuing tomorrow with the series on the teachings of Jesus Christ. So we will catch you tomorrow, brothers and sisters. Don't go anywhere. It's still the first, it's still the first episode. There's nine to go. There's nine to go. So we, we, we're going to learn. We're going we're gonna to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. We're going to learn. God bless you wherever you are. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bye-bye.